0: So welcome everyone to Carving a New Path. My name is Andrea Hyland and I am the host of this show. And just to tell you a few quick things, the podcast began in 2020 in response to all the change that people were experiencing. And so the conversations and the guests on this podcast have, I was gonna say at some point, but let's just say many times listened to their inner voice and birthed new ways of being. In the world and so that kind of beginning is continuing and today's show is episode 26 and it's actually today is the beginning of monthly conversations that karen porter and i are going to have in 2024 about conscious self-evolution and today we're going to focus on a question that i wrote in a recent blog post the question is, are you an evolutionary woman? And I feel like before we get started on that conversation, I want to uh, say hello to you, Karen Porter, and have you introduce yourself to the the audience. All
1: right. that is uh, I'm not sure where to begin. There I feel like I've lived many different lives within my life and wonder how many more there are to come. Um, Born in Baltimore. uh, Adopted two wonderful boys from Russia when Russia first opened. It was the Soviet Union then. Um, Really... crazy kind of background um close-knit family very very hard-working child labor involved trigger warning (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. oh throw in some uh sexual abuse by an in-law and uh the subsequent ramifications of that um not being listened to by the medical community basically my whole life. Um, have some genetic issues. Um, and, you know, through it all, uh, had a store, um, did crisis intervention work, um, did adoption, post institutional. Education for those adopting um, kids coming out of institutions. Um, Did relief work for the orphanages. Uh, Homeschooled uh, the boys. Uh, Got them on their way. And oh uh, then you know there's the whole wifey thing that happens um so that that's kind of where I am now, in the wifey supportive part um because i you know was there for when my parents transitioned and uh had varying degrees of kind of downhill um happenings in their lives and uh diseases of different types and support um my mother then my father my aunt uh then sister-in-law um in passing uh the sister-in-law was very young she had leukemia was diagnosed and died within about nine months um and at that point, David said, uh, I'm not putting off anything. If we can afford to retire early, we are. And he could, and we could. And I said, Well, you know, I've done my work here. Um, do you want to move to Seattle so you can have time with your folks uh, before they pass? So we've been out here six, seven. Seven years? I think seven years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or eight years. I don't know. 2016, we moved. Um, and so he's had some really good time. And now we're into that. They're starting to pass phase and dealing with uh, loss and grief in another family. Um, my own sister is dealing with uh, the effects of a pretty severe stroke. So, moving into different ways of support um, for different people, and uh, in addition to seeing to my own voyage in this crazy ship called life, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I write, I'm an artist. Um, I knit was knitter of the year. You were
0: two thousand seven. Is it? Yeah, 2007
1: right um knitter stamp magazine named me knitter of the year and that was because i incorporated um knitting um in the relief work and supported knitting programs in the or- orphanages and then delivered knit stuff that people sent me to the orphanages and um yeah so i pro. Uh, there's other stuff uh, who cares
0: Well, it's, it's great. And I know, you know, and I want to just say to the listeners that part of, you know, something to understand that we're going to have this conversation every month about conscious self evolution. And what Karen was just demonstrating was self evolution. And we are, I was gonna say, we're always evolving, whether we want to or not. And part of this conversation is about consciousness because right. you know one thing, and again, I feel like everything that you brought up, Karen, we're going to kind of unpack over the next year and go deeper into these stories because within the stories, there is adoption, there are health things that happen. There is moving, there uh, there's family, there's um, grief, and you know these choices that we make along the way and hopefully to become even more conscious about where we have control over our decisions you know our choices that you don't necessarily have a choice if you have a a chronic condition that comes up that's passed along throughout the family genes but you have choices on how you're going to Navigate that, how you're going to. So, there's, you know, different things like that. So, for the listeners, I want to just give you a little bit of context here. So, what is an evolutionary woman? This comes from Barbara Marks Hubbard's 52 codes for conscious self evolution, where she defined it as a feminine co creator, one who is incarnating the creative intention of universe localized within herself as her own passion to create one who is consciously self-evolving and is willing to realize her full potential for the good of the self and the whole human community. She also defines self-evolution as while self-development works toward improvement, self-evolution offers a new template. It is open-ended. We have not yet seen the full model of what we can become. And something I want to put in to the, uh, something that I wrote about in the blog post I'm just going to mention briefly is that um and actually if you go to my website andreahyland.com, you'll see that that blog post is the the last one cuz i just put it in there to have it updated for the podcast but when i went to my first evolutionary women retreat there were i was listening to the women telling stories and the it became clear that there were two things that had occurred multiple times for each woman one was a breakdown. Something was missing or no longer working, and societal norms did not provide any solutions. And the second thing was a breakthrough. That mm-hmm. What came out of that breakdown were new ideas, synchronicity, and solutions seemed to pop up out of nowhere with action steps that required faith, risk, innovation, and creativity. And most of the time, it required finding a new support system, resources, and community. So I'll just, um, yeah, with that as the context, are you an evolutionary woman, Karen? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Would you define yourself in that way?
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah, I think I was born an evolutionary person. Mm-hmm. um and uh grew into womanhood and you know evolutionarily um but i you know i can i can remember as a child it's like don't they see don't they understand um and being just aware of okay it's probably going to take some time for them to catch up but they always did. Um, so I, I was in trouble <laughs> a whole lot mm-hmm. of the time. I was a troublemaker, I was a rabble rouser, I was uh, you know, questioning authority all the time. And yes, evolutionary. Though I think the the one um through line um -hmm. that that i could see in my life that i've I've talked about a couple times um was just jumping in and doing what needed to be done um Mm -hmm. seeing a need and then filling the need um uh you know it uh uh kind of jumping forward into like adult life um you know, when I had the store, there was building the community of the uh, Federal Hill in uh, Baltimore, um, creating uh, a business map, you know, uh, gathering people and uh, doing that so that, you know, we could, you know, have something to hand somebody who comes to one place so they know about other places Um Having when I was working with the crisis center, there were different support groups that weren't that had not happened before, like uh, the parents group for children who had been abused. Um, uh, You know, and hopping in there and creating that. Um, Seeing the needs in the orphanages, um, creating uh, children in common to uh, give relief, uh, offer relief and, and support uh, for those kids, um, seeing the need for parent education um, mm-hmm. when, you know, we're adopting and these little alien creatures started coming into our lives and connecting with other adoptive communities and realizing there was such thing as post-institutionalization. Um, and looking back to, uh, research after, or during and after the, the world wars when there were orphanages Mm -hmm. and what effect it had on kids and how to, you know, support kids to, you know, learn how to be a member of a family rather than, um, I was going to say an inmate, um. You know or a member of the population of an institution. um you know, so it as things present themselves, you know i I said, well, sure, it would be easy, easy enough to start dealing with that and uh putting a structure in place to fill the need mm-hmm. um, yeah, so. I, yes, I am an evolutionary woman. Um, the thing that really has guided me, and uh, is what Barbara calls the resonant field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about um, that. Yeah, the resonant field is when you you consciously, and you know, at first you're unconsciously drawn sure. to the. Um, and it's like-minded, like-valued people uh, coming together for a purpose, you know, and it could be a, a stitch-and-bitch group. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a book group. It could be, you know, any kind of, you know, used to be like uh, Coffee Clatch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's support. And it's when you join in, um You know, in the Bible, it's when two or more gather. Uh, You create something bigger than the sum of the components. Uh, And you basically create a field of resonance um, within which you can feel accepted and relaxed and... Um, it's almost like the collective gives you permission to be yourself
0: mm, mm-hmm.
1: and bring forth things to the world, to your life um that in other areas you wouldn't feel supported in doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so I don't know, Andrea, what yeah what's your- yeah,
0: no, that I think that's really really good and important and so many layers in there. I mean, the thing I was thinking about as you were speaking was how, when I heard, when I first heard about evolutionary women, and pardon me uh, for any of the men who are listening or anyone who identifies as another gender, I started with it called being called "Are you an evolutionary woman?" Because that was the retreats. The retreats were for um, they were evolutionary women retreats and. This requires all humans to be evolving. So you know, conscious self-evolution is for every living, I'll say, thing, because it's it's humans, trees, the ocean, the it's all all of nature and we are part of nature. But when I first heard about it, it was the weekend of the memorial service of my husband, and I got a postcard in the mail from Lucky Sweeney and Bonnie Kelly, and Lucky was uh, a friend I'd had for a long time who had moved from Maryland to Santa Barbara, California, and it was going to be the first evolutionary woman retreat. And I remember looking at it like, I want to be an evolutionary woman, you know, and I was 48 years old at the time. And so I signed up and went there, it was uh, like four months later, And I had been listening to the teachings of Barbara Marks Hubbard because I knew she was going to be a speaker at the first retreat. So I went there, and in the first activity of the first evening, they had us get into groups of three. And it was that there was to be a speaker, a witness, and a listener. So the speaker person in this group of three would speak to one person who was a listener, and the other third person in the group would witness it. I cannot even tell you the question they asked us. They asked a question, and I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'll, I'll go first. Sure, nobody else wanted to go first. And they had us close our eyes and think about the question, and all of a sudden, I had a flash of my whole life go through and i realized i am an evolutionary woman and just as you said the where you described um seeing a need and filling the need or as a child looking around and going why are people acting this way or you know i mean i, re- I know one of mine was why is my mom saying she's fine when it feels like she's really sad <clears throat> you know and so it's like feeling things that were going on in the household that people didn't uh, address or admit to, and also wondering why humans act the way they act. And then, as I get older, having the power to make different choices and decisions. So I think part of it is, you know, and as much as we can we joke around about like a, yeah, a stitch and bitch group. it's like part of it actually, is that, we're not sitting in the complaint of what's happening we're actually saying something has broken down what would be the solution to this and i know that when my my children were in elementary school i was just really looking at the system and trying to like jump in and volunteer and find ways to contribute to the education of my children and I kept asking questions about why they were doing things the way they were doing, or why why the bully in the school wasn't getting some support, at, or you know what I mean? Not just the kids, who, not just the punishment, but w- why is the person bullying? Like, Could we look at what's going on there? So it's like I was always asking these questions, and there came a point where I just didn't see a way to change the whole system. So I decided to homeschool. And that's actually how we we met. We were right. in a, a homeschooling community that to me it was community-based learning. It was connecting with families and people sharing their talents and skills when the kids were were younger. And then um, you know, maybe finding the person who wants to teach some science or math or organize a softball game or teach art, you know, and we came together in different thing. We tried different things. We had a cooperative at one point. Um, yeah, so we found different things and, and there was a point where we could come together and talk about things that weren't working and see if anyone had different ideas for that. So um, yeah, so I'm just saying, Um, stitch and bitch has a place because sometimes you just need an outlet, a place to say it all. And I feel like part of conscious self evolution is actually addressing what we're bitching about, where we're, we're down at, you know, and to see if there's a new idea for how, how to do that. And, You know, I've continued to be someone who looks at, well, if I want to do this, but I can't do it this way, is there another way that I can do it? Or is there something else for me to be focusing my attention on? You know, and whether it's creating organizations or structure or, yeah, I mean, decades ago, I would call people together, uh, called some men and women to come over and let's let's study John Bradshaw's The Family and look at the dysfunction that we grew up in and is there a way for us to stop you know not pass that on to the next generation or how do we heal and forgive that and so there's all kinds of ways that you can do it to me one of the places is to look at um What's going on in your life? Where are the breakdowns that are happening? And gathering with some people, get some support, uh, or follow your own instincts about what what to um, yeah steps to take to make a change in your life. Create a new template, as Barbara is talking about. You know, she's saying that that um, it's not just about like self development that's great it works towards improvement but self evolution is actually creating a new template for what it looks like a new template for whatever you're drawn to you know education systems political systems government systems financial and on and on and on and then recognizing what is what is your part right now yeah. So that's some of what comes comes to me about it. Mhm. Mhm. So, what else anything else that you want to share for this first um I, yeah, well some a thought
1: just came or uh, it's been bubbling for a while. Uh-huh. Um for me it's been a piece of cake, really easy to, um, put systems in place for others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you talked about the homeschooling, um, when the boys came out of, uh, you know, an environment where there was very little stimulation that led to very little brain activity and development, and they were very delayed, uh, yet, you know you knew that uh, i knew they they weren't um limited or um stupid even though they had the archaic labels of imbecile um i don't know if they both were imbeciles but uh, one of them was at least Mm -hmm. anyhow that those old designations from the the soviet system and um oh i'll share before i forget um, Soviet medicine has a specialty called defectology. Interesting, defectology. Okay. Defectology. So, guess what? The that person finds they find the defects. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, you you find what you're looking for. Um, but the, when the boys came home, you know, Sasha was was two when he came home, or he just turned two after he got home. Um, but he wasn't really verbal, um, and uh, you know Anton hadn't had a childhood really, um, you know, and he he saw that that babies got the attention, so yeah, it's better to be a baby than a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we we tried the school system, and they had a, the a gift from God in a preschool teacher Miss Rainey. Um and then after that reality kind of uh set in. And I, you know, I realized if these kids weren't going to be scarred and labeled, um they needed to not be in that system. Mm-hmm. So you know I homeschooled and we pretended to do work pages, you know, to placate the father figure. And uh, you know basically I just let them play. Mm -hmm. You know, all day, every day. And, you know, we did field trips and this and that. And when enough um, stimulation had happened and enough, you know, pathways were created and in their heads, then things clicked into place. But Mm -hmm. both were very late readers. Anton did not read until he was 12. Sasha, I think, was about nine uh, when he uh, was able to start reading. Um, but before that, you know, they listened to books on tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got read to, they, you know, they made it, they, they wrote their own stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, uh, adventures in Legoland um, when their grandparents were in China. They, you know, the, the basement was uh, the site for the great wall of China in, <laughs> in Lego. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so, so, you know, and they, you know, they're now IT guys, and Sasha works for a library system, and uh, has a degree in accounting, and, uh, you know, they, they're, they're functional adults,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, but they had very um, alternative uh, learn early learning situations, um, but circling back to the putting structures in place for other people, um, that's been that's been easy. Um, now I'm really. It seems like the work is me right now. And putting structures in place and creating that template for me that is not focused on the other, but focused on myself, is where I'm uh, challenged.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's part of evolving, is looking at where is the next thing. You know, I'm even, I thought it was interesting also that you called it alternative education, and yet... Yes, it was alternative then, and it's actually a way of like, what if we had created environments for children that when they enter school, that a big part of it is focused on play, play with and playing with each other, playing with materials that are there. And I mean, I know there are some progressive schools that have that, and that in that play, the teacher's role is to actually observe what the children are drawn to what are their mm-hmm. natural interests because i remember in the homeschool community um one of the boys was really into sports he just he loved sports everything was sports and i learned from his mother that every subject they found a way to so it was like Find books about people who played sports and, you know, learn about the story of that person, write a story about someone who plays a sport. And that through that, that was an entry into all kinds of learning. What is the science? What is the math around sports? And that you you're actually engaging the children in things that they're interested in, which is how adults continue to learn also or drawn to things that we're interested in. And then in that, it expands to all learning, all different types of things to to learn about. Um, and so what's considered alternative, it's like, what if that actually is a better way children to learn and to become fully functioning adults. Mm-hmm. Um and then I appreciate also your reflection on what is the like what's the growth edge for you and for right now it's focusing on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. your own conscious self evolution and where so I look forward to seeing over the next year how that growth edge you um continues to expand Mm -hmm. and i i would say also i'm at a point where um so like in the incubator something that i offer once a year for women an online co-working space for women creatives that the topic i'm writing about this time is flip the script and so i'm i'm looking at all areas of my life, what's working, what isn't working, what is actually calling out to me to evolve and being in that open space of listening. And you and I will talk about some of the 52 codes Mm -hmm. every month. And um, so I don't have it at my fingertips for what we're going to focus on next time but w- that will come and yeah so we'll begin there and I look forward to to using this space with you Karen to really look at how the codes are speaking to us oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know because conscious self evolution is it's not a linear process it is a more of us, right? A spiral, the spiral. Um, so yeah, to see how that and where's the forward movement and where's the standing still and where's the couple steps back. Um, yeah, sometimes taking a couple steps back gives us a running start. <laughs> and then then the leap, the leap right. counts. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I would encourage everyone to who's listening to this to just look at re, to reflect on a breakdown that's either happened in the past or that is happening now, some kind of breakdown in your life. And it doesn't have to be like a building blowing up. It could be like realizing that you need to change a window, you know, in in the house. So reflect on that and then see if what synchronicities start to appear with um, solutions that you haven't seen as of yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, if I may, I would invite uh, listeners to reflect and identify um Situations or groups that have served you as resident fields. Mm, I love that. And, uh, you know, I I think that um, the pandemic kind of knocked everybody off their pins. And it's just now within the past, you know, month or two that it feels like we're starting to come together and, and create those circles again, those groups again. Um, And, you know, online has been great. And uh, so maybe for people, some people, the online will be the um, primary source of support. Um, And maybe there's a bit of a void. And uh, so something new will come and to fill that
0: need. Yeah. I love that. Well, I feel like let's let's end with that, Karen. And just to let everyone know that the questions and some of the things that we talked about today are listed in the show description. And I would love to hear from you. So there's places to comment and i'd love to know what is what's breaking down and what's breaking through in your life and where what resonant fields are you finding or that you want to find mm-hmm. so please share share in the comments and if you subscribe you will to wherever you're listening to this on either youtube itunes or spotify then you'll get announcements when we do our next one in January. Yeah.
1: We're on all those platforms.
0: Yes, ma'am. I well, do not move around.
1: That's, that's multidimensional in itself.
0: And that it is, that it is. And we'll put it out on different uh, social media also. So excellent. let's expand the conversation. Yeah. More that you and I are speaking here and we'd love to hear from others about what's going on in your lives too. Wonderful. All right. Do you feel complete? Absolutely. So till next time. All right. Thanks for being here, Karen. And thanks to everyone for listening and in asking your own questions about your own conscious self evolution. So all right. Bye bye now.